Hi, this is Bobby Livingston. This is the Rare and Remarkable podcast featuring items from RR Auction that are rare and remarkable. I'm here today with Kathleen Palmer. How are you doing, Kathleen? I'm excited. How are you? I'm I'm great. Now, why are you excited? Because we get to talk to an astronaut's daughter today, and uh, she's got wonderful stories about growing up with Alan Bean. We are getting to talk to Amy Bean today, uh, who has a great website called Moonwalker Daughter, where she relates many of the tales of growing up in the late 60s with the other astronaut families that were part of NASA's journey into space. And part of this uh, podcast is because we have a big NASA auction. And so uh, Amy Bean and her father, Alan Bean, happen to be clients of ours and consigners, and they've got a lot of great items in the auction at rrauction.com. So we're going to get Amy here on uh, with us. Hey, Amy, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for making time to talk with us today. We're uh, really excited to hear about your stories of uh, growing up with the fourth man to walk on the moon. Yeah, Kath and I are both really intrigued that you grew up in a neighborhood that had only astronauts in it. We we did. We If we weren't always in the same neighborhood, we were very close. Uh, and the way it, way it turned out that way is because when NASA was first built down there in Houston, you know, it was just a kind of uh, Gulf Coast swampland. And so as it you know, started to grow, they had to build more neighborhoods. And those were the only neighborhoods for us to move into. So that's why we all ended up in the same neighborhood, because it was nothing before NASA was built. So your neighbors were like Buzz Aldrin and Gene Cernan? Yes. Uh, uh, the Aldrins uh, shared our back fence. And so uh, we used to climb over their fence and, you know, cut through their yard when we're going to see friends. And often on a, a uh, you know, just a regular weekday, I can remember my mom would uh, walk down the street. There was a gate in one of the other neighbor's yards and, and have tea with, uh, with Joan Aldrin. So we spent a lot of time together because we were all so close. And uh, your lifetime best friend was Tracy Cernan. Isn't that right? Your 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 yes. mom and her mom were uh, best friends, and you both of you've continued that on into your adulthood. Yes, it's it really is a, an amazing friendship. It was in um, January of 1964, and that was the uh, my dad and Gene Cernan were in the third group of astronauts selected, and so you kind of uh, hung out with the uh, other families in your groups. You know, you just kind of did things together and trained. But uh, Tracy and I are three months apart, so our moms quickly kind of made friends and, you know, uh, were in the same place in life and used to walk walk us in strollers together. And um, so that's how we, we initially were drawn together and just uh, have always stayed close and, uh, you know, been, to, been uh, good friends. What's the first mission that you, you can recall personally uh, witnessing? Well... Personally witnessing, I remember going to the launch of Apollo 12, uh, you know, because it was so dramatic and uh, so loud and uh, so many people there. But I do remember when uh, Gene went up on Apollo 10, which was a few months before Apollo 12, I think it was of May 69. And I just remember spending time at Tracy's house and watching it on TV. But Apollo 12 definitely stands out in my mind because that was all happening at our house and with our family. What happened when 
when you you were there at the launch, it was a it was a rainy day. Tell us tell us what happened on the launch, and if if you remember, the launch was quite uh, quite uneventful until the thirty seven seconds when the rocket had already cleared the clouds, and we heard a great big boom. But we weren't quite sure what that was, you know, because we couldn't see anyways. And then we saw the lightning come down and hit the launch pad. Uh, so we were actually a little bit confused because we knew the rocket was still going up and, and you know, speeding up and uh, doing what it was supposed to do. But so we didn't really know there was any problems for the about, you know, 20 seconds or a minute that they had had to make a decision. And uh, but we were with uh, Gene Cernan, you know, because we you've probably seen the pictures. And yeah. he, he I think he kind of knew there might be an issue. So he kind of hustled us to the car. I remember my mother asking him, Gene, is everything okay? And he's like, no, I think it's fine. It's fine. Let's get to the car, though, so we can, you know, figure out the problem. And then later, about an hour later, when we got back to our apartment, uh, you know, they told us what had happened. But that was, that was, uh, everything was fine by then. Now, you saw the lightning hit the launch pad? Yeah, and you can see pictures. I think I might even have a picture uh, posted to my blog. We saw the lightning. It came down and followed the contrail of the rocket down, and it hit the launch pad, and it made a huge crack. Mm. And so it was very dramatic, almost like a movie, you know. And you're six years old. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know, but I'll tell you, we just – I can't remember ever feeling – frightened or scared because that's just uh we had seen this happen you know so many launches so many people go into space uh friends neighbors and come back safely that it just seemed like a just kind of what we did at at, uh you know in nassau bay well you can read about all of amy's stories on moonwalkerdaughter.com there's amy you've done some great uh recollections there so you can uh, read all about alan walking on the moon and coming home and her friendship uh, with the Cernan family. Kath, what's your favorite part of this uh, moonwalkerdaughter.com? I liked how um, when someone went up uh, to the moon, there was always another astronaut um, that would kind of be like a supportive, you know, chaperone or second, you know, like a, a backup buddy for the family. You know, we have that beautiful photo of... of uh, Mr. Cernan holding your mom's hand and, you know, and then there's the one holding you uh, at the launch. And it's just, I think that's really great that they had like that level of emotional support in the community where, you know, all the families were stepping up and kind of making sure everybody was supported when someone was away. You know, I think that was a, a, a big part of the community and made all the difference. And yeah, it's, I don't care who it was uh, on the mission, whether it was my dad or Gene or Bill Anders, you always was somebody, another astronaut was always there with the family to help them and answer questions um, if something ever came up. Your dad uh, was also on Skylab 3, and when he, he finally came home, uh, he really got into doing his art. He was an artist. He is a great artist. I think he's one of the best American artists ever. And uh, he was always a very creative person at home. Like he, when my parents first got married, he actually designed and built their furniture. They didn't have much money. So he didn't even confine himself to painting. He just always was a creative person. And uh, so, you know, then he went to NASA. He didn't have as much time to 
uh, work on his paintings and his art. But I can remember um, soon after he got back from Skylab, he started painting again. And uh, that's when he, you know, felt that was that was the next step for him. And uh, to be an explorer artist, you know, a man who's the only man who's visited another world and can come back and come back and paint. Yeah, he's in his studio every day, uh, just down the street from me, seven days a week, and he's working hard. You know, you see, you see, you see his paintings. We sure do. We 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 sell them for really great prices because they're so good. I mean, he really captures uh, the Apollo space program uh, like nobody else, and he was the he was there. You know, so uh, obviously his his perspective is not only unique, but his talent uh, and his brush is amazing. And then also, you know, so many of his paintings actually have moon dust in them. And you, and so that's uh, just a really special thing. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just a proud, I'm just as proud of him as an artist as I uh, was of him as an astronaut. You know, 50 years on people, uh, of our generation, that was an incredible moment in our lives uh, when we watched Alan Bean and others walk on the moon and for your father and other astronauts to have uh, brought home these souvenirs that were on the moon uh, and the public can actually buy them. It's, a, it's, a, it's pretty amazing. In our April uh, 19th space auction, one of the great things, Amy, that we have is a map that you're uh, a flight chart, really a Skylab 3 flight chart that Alan Bean brought with him uh, into space. Well, I think this is a, a, a pretty unique artifact, and I think it's a, a, a really personal artifact to Dad uh, because this was a Skylab flight chart that he had made before he went up in Skylab. You know, he was the commander, and he posted it in his sleeping compartment there. And uh, if you look closely on the map, he uh, had them put uh, the different routes in the world that Magellan uh, traveled, uh, that Columbus traveled, wow. Wow. That's uh, that uh, Napoleon wow. traveled. He was uh, waging war. Uh, so it's quite interesting. Dad's uh, always been a history buff, very interested also in explorers uh, and you know where they've gone. And so he wanted that map because that way when he looked down, you know, upon the earth and they would be traveling and orbiting, he could see where these uh, great men had gone and uh, how far they had traveled. And he just uh, he, that was just something he, he wanted to think about while he was up there, you know, as him being an explorer too, a different kind of explorer, you know, but you, you want to you, it's just you get a different perspective up in space. And, um, so I just think that's a really, really neat artifact. And I framed it with the picture of the map in his sleeping compartment. And there he is reading a book in the picture, which would be, he always, what he did before he went to bed anyway. So it's pretty amazing that he recognized his place in explorer history to be able to, you know, detail all that on that map. Um, while it was the Skylab, I think it's a fantastic piece for sure. And you know, Amy, it, 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 it really does speak to that kind of poetic aspect to him, too. Even the, 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 the certificates of authenticity and the letters of authenticity that you have sent over for the items in this auction, they're all kind of written in a, a poetic, wistful artist's 
perspective. And <clears throat> so even the letters from him are kind of lovely. So, Well, good. I'm glad you think that because we tried to really uh, work on that to, to, to make them special um, because every little, every artifact, some of them, you know, it might be a medallion or a pin, but they do all have meaning, you know, and a lot of them had been in his studio and with him or in collections that he had. One of the things that our auction uh, is really passionate about, and I know that you are too, Amy, because we go back and forth sometimes as authenticity. Did this, did these items fly? Uh, did they really belong to Alan Bean? Uh, and that's something you've worked really hard with us on. Yes, uh, that's that's well, that's important to our family that any artifact that comes uh, from the Bean family is uh, uh, really certified to be as, uh, you know, is what it is, that, that it, it flew to the moon or that it flew in Skylab or that it was just in the command module or went to the lunar surface. We uh, it's just we take great pride in being very, very uh, accurate and so also when we write the COAs or dad writes them, we talk about it a lot and uh, really want to state not only, you know, where the artifact has been and, uh, you know, has it been to the lunar surface or has it been in Skylab, but, you know, where's it been since it came, came back to Earth? And uh, because I think that kind of lends a little something special to it. Uh, for instance, like I say in there, some of the pins that he's selling in this auction, he had a kind of a pin collection and they sat in a, you know, in his studio on a table. So he would look at them every day. And, you know, this is kind of inspirational uh, items that, that he likes that he's, you know, acquired over time. And um, I just, you know, they've always had meaning to him, even though he's selling them now so many years uh, they've been special in his life. And, um, so we wanted to relate that in the COAs. I think that it that that firsthand intimate voice is really it really adds value to to, to me personally. So I I can't imagine it wouldn't for people yeah. that are lucky enough to uh, be able to own these things. It, as well. it really does, Kath uh, and Amy. The, these words of Alan Beans bring these things to life and capture them into a time capsule, so that you know a hundred years from now, this isn't just a map. You know, that flew on Skylab 3. You're going to have this personal story uh, as written by uh, Alan Bean uh, and, and attested to. You know, so it, it has a dimension to it that, you know, a, a, a simple artifact might not. So I think the LOAs are just fantastic. Uh, they're on our website at our auction. We're having our big space sale. And if you want to find the Alan Bean items, go uh, click on the link for Apollo 12 or Skylab 3. And that's where that map is. You can also see that uh, map uh, will be on our uh, website, blog site, where you can find this podcast. Uh, and if you like this podcast, if you would, go ahead and give us a review. Uh, uh, give us five stars, if you would. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> Share this with your friends. Um, listen, Amy, uh, it's great speaking with you, and uh, it's great working with you. you know, we're, you're really a partner with us in these endeavors, and we want to make sure we get Alan's things uh, into the hands of people that love them and will curate them and treasure them and keep them for the next generation. Amy Bean, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. And I know that uh, dad and I feel the same. We really appreciate all and all, all that R&R does and uh, you're such a top notch uh, organization. So thank you for everything. Be sure to check out Amy's great website. It's called moonwalkerdaughter.com. It's fantastic. Lots of great stories there from Amy. 
And remember that the space auction is April 19th, 2018. So get to rrauction.com, uh, register and bid. And remember, uh, you can always contact Kath and I if you've got ideas for podcasts. We'll consider it and we'll do them. So thank you again for listening to the Rare Remarkable Podcast and we'll see you down the road. Take care.